Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. It's the Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delady, so what? It's another Melchester Odyssey, it's the Roy of the Rovers best of 1980s book that we've been going through for the last few months, and we're showing no signs of stopping. Um, last week... Hey, you know, we, last last what? week we um we covered yeah. this story, which which is, we're still on, because we got mm. to the Roy at the Rovers. First of all, it's 1981, Royal Wedding Special, Roy at the Royal Wedding. Mm-hmm. And because we got so deep into discussing the Royal Wedding and the events that surrounding it, both in Roy's world and the real world, we didn't yeah. actually get into this. But I've got an update on something that I talked about, because <laughs> when I was out on... You may remember that I made mention of my street party for the Royal Wedding that descended yes. into what I described as racial violence. Yeah, ghost uh, town, wasn't And it, it involved specials. Pancho from the Flats, as well as the Chiswick Soul Patrol, and um, of which Pancho was a member, the only Bolivian oh, right. member. The only Bolivian member of the Chiswick Soul Patrol. Sunday morning, I've uh, got up, and quite early, I've seen a missed call and long voicemail message from Pancho from the Flats, which hey. I get once in a while. And to be honest, sometimes I don't listen back to them because they don't usually have much of a point, right? So yeah. I knew all it is is he wants me to call him at some point. So I thought I'll do that later, right? I had some Sunday logistics to take care of. And Pancho from the Flats is quite a big time commitment once you get yeah. involved. <laughs> yeah. So I decided to go for a run, you know, my morning, my Sunday Clear morning constitutional. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm running along by the river in Hammersmith. And just as I get to a narrowing of the pathway by a, a, a pub called The Dove, which incidentally is the pub where the song Land of Hope and Glory was written, right? Wow. It's a very old pub. Uh, who should I see having his own little stroll along the riverside, more of a stroll than a jog, <laughs> but Pancho from the Flats. Okay. <laughs> and so that feels I, like fate. Yeah, it was, re- it was really weird. So I stopped and gave him a tap on the shoulder I was running my. I was wearing my running gear, so I surprised him, and it took him about thirty seconds staring quite closely at my face, and I mean almost nose to nose, before <laughs> he realised who it was and shouted the, the word Samuel at the top of his voice. <laughs> anyway, we got to talking, and uh, I said, "Oh, you know, I've mentioned you the other day on a podcast." He asked what podcast was. That fucking went nowhere. That 
particular mm. part of the conversation so I gave up on explaining you that you shouldn't have even begun I know this. I don't know why I fucking it was one of those ones as soon as I said that, I thought what have I done <laughs> but then we, we got off we got off of that and I said I was talking about the street party and yeah. he gave me some more info he remembered it vividly Ooh. he told me that he didn't think it was racially motivated I said I thought the violence that night was racially motivated and he went no I actually stole some beer from Tony, your neighbour, and he took exception <laughs> to that. And and so I had to do a runner, and they chased me. And he, I went, so, I thought I thought it was a racial thing. He went, no, no. I, to be fair, I'd nick their beer. So I just want to set the record straight on that. So the the truth is that the 1981 Royal Wedding Riot wasn't actually racially motivated. After it was all. to do with beer theft. And that's according to the victim. So mm. we've got to take that. He, but, I mean, I suppose he couldn't know whether or not... He, Pancho from the Flats thinks the best of people. So he yeah. might have thought... He, as he got a beating, he might have thought to himself, I am pretty certain that race is just not an issue here. It's yeah, not purely coming into the it. It's pure, I stole the beer, and ultimately, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Yeah. But, of course, there's always an underlying thing isn't there sometimes mm. which could have been uh, i know that's been what i i have memories i'm going to ask around i have memories that there was a racial element to it because it wasn't just yeah. pancho involved the rest of the soul patrol got involved in it as well so and presumably not all <clears throat> of them were involved in the beer theft but anyway if, i just wanted to clear that up good i'm glad you did um he, he also told more. me that he, he also asked me if i was interested in hallucinogens and i said <laughs> no no not in the well, least never taken them yeah, and I said, no, he didn't want to offer them to me then. He just, I don't know why, he just sort of suddenly said, do you like hallucinogens? Have you ever taken hallucinogens? And I said, never. So I've taken a lot of different drugs, but never hallucinogens. I don't don't trust them. <laughs> and he went, why not? And I said, well, mainly because of you, mate. I said, you know, they were what helped do for you. I said, you're still recovering from a fucking trip you took in the 80s, which is basically true, the poor cunt. And he went, yeah. He goes, still though, I like them. I took some mushrooms a few years ago. And I said, where did you get them from? And he said, oh, in the grounds of such and such. And I went, oh, okay. And I said, what What happened? I said, you've got to be very careful picking mushrooms. You don't know if they're the right ones. And he went, no, these ones weren't. And I said, they could have killed you. And he went, they fucking nearly did. He went, I nearly died. They were poisonous. They weren't the right ones. And I said, did you go to hospital? He goes, I was already in hospital. And it turns out he was an inpatient in some hospital. Right, I think for mental health issues, yeah. and he was taking a walk around the grounds of the hospital. Oh, he found them there, and he found some <laughs> fucking mushrooms. And the mad cunt thought, "Fucking hell, they look like magic mushrooms. I'll have them." And he fucking picked five and shoved them in his mouth. And the next thing you know, he's like having convulsions, and they had to rush him into A and E. And all of this, 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 this detail was part of his pitch of hallucinogens to you. I know, I said, mate, count <laughs> me out. You're convincing me. I was already against the idea, but this has just made it even worse. <laughs> so in the story of your upbringing, your childhood and all of that, Pancho from the Flats is basically the Sid Barrett character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is actually. I mean, he did, in all, in all seriousness, what happened was Pancho from the Flats was a very promising chef. He, he, was, he, had, right. he did a city and guilds or something, and he had a natural talent. And yeah. he worked his way up as an apprentice and was even working in the kitchens at Simpsons in the Strand, which is the Savoy's wow. re- famous really posh restaurant. And he was being going to be trained out as a proper French, you know, mm. chef. And um, But he kept falling out with other people in the kitchen. 
and he used to say they'd always have a straightener in the in the meat freezer. So you know the meat <laughs> freezer where like they hang the carcasses up. If you were having a row in the kitchen, which I believe is quite common, because you know kitchens are pretty stressful places. Well, we've talked about this before, haven't we? Toxic masculinity and all that sort of thing. Yeah, and it's like right, I'll see you in the fucking freezer, mate. Yeah. So he he went in the freezer with to have a to have a fucking straightener with some bloke, and he decked the bloke because Pancho from the Flats was quite tough. Mm. and uh, he decked some bloke. And then, allegedly, what happened was that bloke and his mates spiked Pancho from the flats with some acid in his drink. Fucking hell. A few days later, and, and Pancho never really fully recovered from that Fucking spiking. Hell. And that's why Pancho from the flats is Pancho from the flats now. I said to him, where are you going? He went, I'm going up the Blue Anchor for a pint. I said, oh, having a bit of Sunday lunch. And he went, no, Sam, I've got some ox tongue at home. And yeah. uh, he still likes cooking, and he mm. explains to me why ox tongue is his favourite meat. Right. Um, I've never tried it. I tried it cold when I was a kid. Yeah, we used buys, to have tongue sandwiches when we yeah, were younger, yeah. I, I used to have that, but he buys a whole ox tongue from the supermarket, wow. and I think he, like, roasts it or something. Fucking hell. Might try yeah. that sometime. Quite interesting, isn't it? Apparently, it's quite an affordable cut as well, so, right. you know, it might appeal to your eye for a bargain. It might do. I wonder why eating a tongue sandwich didn't seem weird back then. I didn't do. I think that kids. I didn't think it was actually tongue. So yeah. my mum would go, it's, it's the "There's word. a tongue sandwich," and I'd just think, yeah. "Yeah, it's not really fucking tongue because it's it? sliced, isn't it? It's just, just yeah, stri- it didn't like look ham. like it. It looked like ham. Yeah, I just thought it was another type of ham. I thought I probably thought it was a brand like Madison's. Yeah. <laughs> but it was I a fucking a slice of tongue. Actual tongue. I'm gonna go get some later on. What other affordable cuts of meat do you sometimes like to get? Or do you usually go for yeah. like quite conventional no, cuts? No, I'm conventional ham, chicken, turkey. Um, yeah. I like, I mean, obviously <clears throat> I don't eat meat, but I like the idea of the lesser known cuts. Like, I mean, there's Hazlitt, isn't there? Yeah, Hazlitt, but I've never and, had. And yeah. um, what's the other one? I'm not talking about different animals, but the different parts of animals. Well, like, Hazlitt's not an animal, is it? What, what is that? It's it's pork, but it's um, it's augmented with like bread and stuff. Right. Yeah, it's like a meatloaf sort of thing. Meat. Cheap cuts of meat. Just googling it. We'll get it. back to we'll get back back to Roy the Rovers very shortly, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, eating on a budget, cheaper cuts of meat. Yeah. Right. Is this is this done by that uh, Jack Munro? No, you can this feed this... the family on fifty pence. No, although, funny you should say that, we did have a Jack Munro recipe in our house for tea last night. Did you? Jack Munro's, um, my wife made Jack Munro's veggie sausages. Was it nice? It was It was really nice, actually. Thanks, Jack Munro. Um, <laughs> yeah, she, she's lovely, isn't she, Jack Munro? Uh, no, I can't find it. I was, there's one in my mind that's to do with a sheep, but, I, you know, I'll get back to it. I'll keep looking while we get delved more into Roy. To be honest, yeah. I just wanted uh, I just wanted to clear up the racial violence <clears throat> at the 81 Street Party, and yeah. I feel that like I've done that now. Yeah, I think you've put that to bed once and for all. Mm. Uh, unless anyone else that was there is listening to this and wants to come forward with their version of events. They might be. You never know, do you? No. But, um, but maybe we'll do I a bit, spin-off. Well, there, I know there is someone connected to that. Um, Milia, shall we call it, mm-hmm. um, who listens to show at least one, because don't forget 
the terrible incident last year when I'd been talking about Louis Collins. <gasps> and I didn't even some, know we were still about to season him. And it and it got back to him, didn't yeah. it? And then I was in a fucking panic. Not mm. for the last time. It was like the fucking pharmacy gate thing. But I was in more of a panic because Louis's the more dangerous than a pharmacist. Yeah. The threat was real. Louis knows where I live. He can contact me easily. He's a more dangerous man than yeah. the average pharmacist. So clearly there are members of the Chiswick Soul Patrol, because Louis was in the Chiswick Soul Patrol as well. Right. Uh, there are members of the Chiswick Soul Patrol or people associated to them who do listen to this podcast. And if you are listening, feel free to get in touch and give us your memories of the street party of 1981. I think, yeah, I think we'll probably do an offshoot podcast series about the Chiswick Soul Patrol at some point. With fo- oh, speaking yeah. Speaking former members... A deep dive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be like that Hell's Angels doc. Yeah. These men, these men are members of the Soul Patrol in Chiswick, West London. We'll do a documentary, <laughs> won't we? We'll do a documentary of it, yeah. Uh, I, you know, it, it pains me that they never actually formed a group and performed under the banner of the Chiswick Soul Patrol, because that's such I a great know. name. It'd be good. I imagine that it's like... Who was that? What's that wicked gig on the on the wastelands of Sunderland that I posted on the newsletter that you alerted me to? That would be was trouble, it trouble funk. funk. Yeah, it was. I, you know, the Soul Patrol could have easily been in the audience there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sunderland's a long way, but they might have gone for a Soul Weekender. They could have been London's Trouble Funk one day. Yeah. Yeah, mind. Right. Uh, shall we have a look at this Roy the Rovers yeah. thing? Yeah. So we've done the front cover, which sees um, Roy and the family at the royal wedding, uh, and then we get into the story itself. But in the story, they're still in Scotland. Um, it says, although Melchester Rovers were doing well in a Scottish tournament for promoted and relegated teams, problems were building up for player manager Roy Race. Problems which wrecked his game in the semi-final against Blackton Wanderers. Roy was playing so badly that the Rovers were forced to rally round their skipper. And he's having a mare, isn't he? He's having an absolute mare. His touch is yeah. gone. His shooting's out of whack. I mean, yeah. if it was anyone else, he would have subbed himself. If it had been yeah. any other player playing that badly. But no, it's Roy Race, so he has to be um, centre of attention. Yeah. <clears throat> even through the bad times. Um, and in the first panel, we see him back heeling the ball. And the crowd member, the Lampards, uh, say, Race is really getting the jitters now. Rather than take on those defenders, he's back heeled the ball. Another one says, <laughs> without even looking round. Uh, and then Roy thinks Roy hears this somehow from the crowd and he thinks that's because I knew someone would be there supporting me you, you fucking prick. dickheads yeah. you fucking know nothing clowns you know that's why I'm fucking Roy Race and you're the cunt sat there eating a fucking pie I've already <laughs> offered your fucking auntie out down here for a beating <laughs> but you next it'll be your nan next and she can bring her dinner and all <laughs> but he has his back healed it uh, Blackie Grey shouts a crowd and Blackie shouts keep going Roy Roy's just level with the defenders there so as Blackie's going to play it on he'll be onside this makes well, no it, sense Andy the, the mm. manoeuvre makes no sense he's clean through on goal mm. he's past the defender he's in acres <laughs> yeah. of space he's bearing down on the goalkeeper so why on earth does yeah. he back heel it to, back, to Blackie no, Grey no and then whatsoever. ask for a return he could have just carried on and shot without fucking about. It doesn't. Uh, I remember yeah. a, a game I was involved in once, and it's like, do you ever remember? I mean, I don't know. I, I was never a great footballer, 
So I have various moments that I remember in games that I still shudder at if I think of now, like terrible <laughs> moments. Stuff. Yeah. And you just go, oh, fuck. I mean, probably most people, even good footballers, have those moments. If you've played a lot of football, you've always had one or two things where you just think, mm. oh, I can't believe I did that. And there was one game we were playing and uh, my mate, who was a lot better than me, I was sort of playing, I think I was playing in midfield and he was playing in attack and he was a brilliant goal scorer and fucking shooting and goal scoring was never my fucking forte, right? Mm. And uh, I somehow broke from midfield and you know when you accidentally find yourself in a good position but you wish Mm. you weren't? I somehow broke, I broke from midfield, received a pass and it was one-on-one but I was quite far out but I knew I was free to run Mm. in on the keeper. But then all eyes are on you. Right, yeah. and you're set up to fucking fail, and you've got all that time. You see it happen in professional football all the time. People say, "Oh, they've got too much time to think about it." Right? Yeah. Fuck me, I felt like I had an hour to think about it. So I was like, "How have I found myself in this position?" I spend whole games trying to avoid situations like this. So I'm bearing down on the keeper, and of course, you've got the usual choices: Do I go round him? Do I try and chip him? Do I just fucking Slow blast it? Yeah. And I'm still quite a way out. And I can hear my mate behind me and he's encouraging me to shoot. And last minute, I do exactly what Roy's done. I just stop, put my foot on the ball and I back heel it to him (laughs) to let him shoot from further out. So it wasn't like he'd run into a position where he had a clear shot on goal, like an open goal. Yeah, He had the same shot as me, but he was 10 yards backwards. So I was more or less saying (laughs) to everyone else, I'm not up for it and trust me, He's got a much better chance from 20 yards than I've got from 10. <laughs> I think about that all the time. This is just remembered, reminded me again. Oh, man. So sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's back. He'll depart. I mean, he's level there with the defenders. I thought they were the last two defenders, but then you look at the next one and, you know, you know this thing about your back four working in a straight line, it's fucking hasn't happened here, has it? Look, they've got two full backs nah. coming in. Uh, they're all over the place, but Blackie's this is shocking defending. Yeah, Blackie's chipped it forward as Roy darted on, but as you said, there was no reason to do it at all. Uh, one of the defenders shouts, "Come out for it, keeper!" <laughs> and the keeper does, but it's too late because Roy nods it over the top of the outstretched keeper's arms, and it's in the back of the net. Three-one to Melchester. One of the neatest goals I ever saw. The Rovers are really looking after Racy. <laughs> now. Like he's some kind of special case or something. Feeling better, boss, says Blackie. <laughs> Feeling better, boss, we're so worried about you. <laughs> Do you want me yeah. to take your temperature? I'll touch yeah. your forehead. Thanks, but uh, I think you guys have muddy coddled me long enough, to be honest. It's getting a bit fucking weird. <laughs> then David Essex behind him. Yeah. Right, it's time you showed the Blackton fans that you can do it on your own. He looks a bit like... I can't remember this guy's name, but he looks a bit David Essex. He looks very much like he might have been doing afternoons on Radio 1. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't he? He's got real pretty boy looks and a sort of a feathered mullet. Right, it's time you showed the Blackton fans that you can do it on your own. And he does. And then it says in the next frame, Roy obliged a moment later in typical explosive style. And he just fucking rattles one in from about 10 yards out with his left foot. Yeah, exactly. Pick the fucking bones out of that, you cunt. Right, taking sweets off a fucking baby against this lot. Division three fucking knobheads. Fucking Uh, shower. 
and uh, the, the Lampard say, if Melchester play like this in the final, they might as well give them the cup now. The rocket races back in business. Jalapeño. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. Uh, but then, at full time, as the players came off, we see Elton Blake, who, of course, is the actor. Oh, fuck you. Yeah, uh, no. And Roy, Roy has a thought bubble, which explains who Elton Blake is to anyone that's just joining us. He says, Elton Blake, the big-headed star of the television series, which is being made about the Rovers. Now, that's not a thought process anybody would ever have, is it? No. He's done that purely for, um, you know, explaining it to, to everyone. Exposition. Exposition, that's the word I was looking for, yeah, Sam. A lot, Thank there's you. a lot of exposition. They usually use the crowd. Yeah. Or I've noticed they often use um, Taffy, the coach in the flat yeah. cap. He'll usually come and go, right, there wasn't enough room here in the box, but they should have had him going out. Right, just a quick heads up. Elton Blake, the big-headed <laughs> star of the television series, which is being made about the Rovers, is here to see you. <laughs> All right, Taffy, fuck it out. Give us a chance to fucking have a shower first. Go and run the fucking bath, will you? Fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, and Elton Blake, I mean, Elton Blake stood next to the tunnel <clears throat> and he says, Right, Mr. Race, I want a word with you. Um, first of all, Roy should just fucking flatten him with a right hander. Yeah. For the, the arrogance of it. He's on his fucking, he's on his turf there, literally. Yeah, what stood the fuck? The How tunnel. did you even get it? He's not yeah. even in in the tunnel. He has come out and he stood on the fucking touchline. Can you yeah. imagine someone like Alex Ferguson or Jose Mourinho accepting this? Right? No. You're making a TV show about them. They're doing it reluctantly, but they've been forced to by the club or their agent has said it's worth it for the money. Uh, but the cunt who's in it is standing on the fucking pitch practically at final whistle. Mm. Stood there with his hands on his hips. And the uh, the row continues on in the dressing room. Uh, it says, the actor could hardly control his fury. And uh, Elton Blake says, I know this series is about football race, but leave the acting to me if I lose this job because you've been yapping to the director behind my back. There's going to be trouble. <laughs> mark Roy- my words, race, and mark them well. <laughs> there will be trouble for you <laughs> and Roy is a bit cowed by all of this. He's like going, "No, no, wait, wait, wait a minute." Oh. Yeah, uh, but Elton's not finished. Elton Blake says, uh, "So keep your mouth shut 
and stay away from the film set. And that goes for your wife, too. Fucking he hell. Gestures I... across to Penny, who stood there with her handbag. Fucking sheepish. hell. But I really can't uh, believe it. He's never been spoken to like this before in his life. And then in the next two frames, we see pictures of Penny, which clearly show her to be completely pissed from her facial expressions, I think. She's, yeah, um, she's been on the fucking gin. Drinking her way through the games. And it says, Roy's wife, Penny, had been waiting for him. And she says, what did Elton want, Roy? Your autograph? <laughs> just taking the piss, isn't she? She's just having a... She's, Are you taking I think the she's, fucking piss, she's, Pen? She's bored. And she's escalating this row between Roy and Elton. Because she, she wants likes, to see Roy I mean, and pretend the, Roy fight. She likes to troll Roy. Yeah. It's she all revenge, isn't like it? Sue Ellen used to troll JR just to oh, amuse exactly. herself. It's all revenge. I mean, this is this comes up with we've come up with this theory before that he's just nicking everything from Dallas yeah. for this year. Um, but yeah, she's it, this is all revenge for that time when she ran off to Crete, isn't it? She's back, but she's just fucking slowly turning marriage, screw. Their marriage hit a big fucking big rocky patch when she went off there. And I think that in many ways they sort of forgot about it and swept it under the carpet. But mm. the problems still remain. Of course. The problems still remain. The problems are she doesn't feel valued, right, in this relationship. She, yeah. she went away to try and give him a kick up the arse. Then when he was apologetic, then she came back. But we're just nothing back changed. to the same old situation. Melchester and the Feathers and Blackie always yeah, come ahead of changed. her. We've, so we've now not- she started drinking and trolling him. Yeah, we've not seen any kind of hot uh, heart conversation between the, t- the two of them, you know, to try and put things right. We've not seen any counselling sessions they've been to or anything like that. It's just, it's a festering situation that's just been allowed to get worse and worse. And as you say, she's turned to the bottle and the trolling. And, you know, it's not going to end well, is it? Yeah. But uh, we, we've got, yeah, she says, what did Elton want, Roy, your autograph? And he says, you must be joking. He's just giving me a roasting over a remark that you made. She's thinking, ooh, ooh, a roasting. Ooh. So th- thanks for that. And not that kind of roasting, you <laughs> fucking freak. I've, I've told you, I'm not interested. <laughs> oh, Roy. <laughs> and then the next one, she's even more drunk. Uh, and she's at the wheel face. of the car as well. No, no, for, no we go, you've gone too far down. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, she's yeah. not at the wheel of the car, is she? Something that I said. She's in the passenger seat in that one. She's pretending oh. to drive my beast. No, hang on. That hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just, but, but See the next one after the car? You see yeah. the blue car. Then you see her. It looks like she's got one hand on the wheel, but that's yeah, his she's hand. Pr- she's probably pretending to drive. Yeah, that's give it. me a girl, Roy. Give me a girl. She's that pissed. She's trying to grab hold of the wheel while he's driving. Get what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Get off the fucking wheel, woman. We're fucking mow someone down here. I want you to buy me a car. It looks so easy. Come on. Yeah. I'm sure women can cry. It's a drive. It is 1981, you know. There's a female <laughs> prime minister now. Give me a go. Fucking hell. Calm <laughs> it down, will you? <laughs> Hang on. We haven't got to that yet, though. Okay. We're going ahead of ourselves. So, yeah, uh, she says, uh, something that I said... And he says, you know, about Blake not being the right man to play the part of Roy Race. Even if he isn't, nothing at all to do with us. 
<laughs> now, I, I, I'd have thought Roy would want to be all over the decisions that are made in this TV yeah, show. Yeah, but, but he's... he also doesn't want Penny poking her nose into business. Business matters. It, yeah. Business fucking matters. Yeah. Um, Roy was still complaining as he and Penny left the ground. So, yeah, Roy's driving there in the blue... Is that their regular car? He's got a red car, hasn't he? What the fuck's this he's yeah, driving? He's, sport, he's usually in the sports car, but he's in the Jag today. This is the family car. Yeah. The family car's a fucking Jag. Get, bring the Jag. I've got some stuff I've got to take back from the, from the ground, actually. <laughs> I need the boot space. I need the boot space. I'm fucking... I've taken a shitload of... Um, Typing paper out of Ben Galloway's office. <laughs> I bought, I'll give it to the kids for their drawings. Right. I'll tell you what uh, else I've got as well. Carbon paper. Have you ever seen it? It's brilliant. <laughs> you put it under the paper and then you can make copies. Fucking it's great, great. for the admin pen, right? <laughs> what we'll do is I've asked Blackie to distract Ben Galloway, right? <laughs> so me and you can heft a load of this shite into the fucking back of the jag. I need you to back it up right outside the main player's exit door, right? I got three reams of best typing paper, right? <laughs> Couple of boxes of carbon paper, and while we're at it, I'm gonna chuck in a fucking a fucking job lot of uh, bog roll as well. Fuck paying for that. <laughs> fucking Galloway's got the fucking executive quilted stuff in his fucking box, hasn't he? I'm having away with that. Listen, right? If we go down, I'm thinking I could be out of a job. So I'm going to take everything I fucking can from here before it come, before it comes to uh, that. Problem is though, Sam, they're not, it's not Melchester's ground, is it? They're up in Scotland. Oh yeah. Oh, maybe that's why he's doing it then. He's nicking it because he'll not be seen again. He's yeah. fleeing for the border. Yeah. You know what they had as well? Fucking microfiche. The fucking thing was bolted down though. Couldn't get it out. <laughs> I'll be back for Smart. that. I'll send some of Blackie's cousins up. From Liverpool, they're, they're available for little jobs like that as long as you buy them a fucking drink to say thanks. Now that I know where it is, I can draw them a little map. Make it easy for them. <laughs> I'll draw a fucking map and I'll use the fucking carbon paper so I've got a few copies of it to hand out to all of them. You can all have a copy. <laughs> so Roy's basically used this Scottish tour as an opportunity to scout a rival club's ground uh, in an attempt to plan a theft of their microfiche. Fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Roy's still complaining as him and Penny left the ground. Uh, and he said, what were Vic Guthrie and Kenny Logan's dad to sort out? All I need is a temperamental actor on my back. To which Penny replies, oh, stop going on, Roy Race, or I won't let you buy me that new outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. A new outfit. <laughs> Look how pissed she is in this one. Shit fist. Uh, yeah, of course. I've got to look my best for the Prince of Wales and Lady Diana. We're going to a wedding, remember? <laughs> oh, fuck it, <laughs> yeah, no. no, you, No, you're fucking not, Penn. You're going to stand by the side of the road with every other cunt. We're you not going not... to a fucking wedding. A I told you, for grip. some fucking reason, they haven't invited <laughs> us, which, yeah, I am. I was livid about, but, you know, move on. They're fucking lost. But we are going <laughs> to turn up fine and stand by the fucking road and cheer like the other cunts. <laughs> and sure enough they do two days later after Roy and Penny had picked up the race twins oh god and driven down to London um, and there they are they're waiting for the, the royal carriage to come past um, and there's a load of ticks and we spoke about this last week all the blokes are wearing suits and ties 
Now, yeah. I'm going to look back on some video of the Royal Wedding to see if that's what cunts actually did. I know I ranted about this last week, but I just can't get over it. It's one thing going, right, which is fucking weird in itself, mm. but I can just about see something in the world. Oh, yeah, it's a big historical moment. Maybe it would be an interesting experience <coughs> to go and watch. But mm. dressing up in a suit and tie like, you, like you're pretending you're an invitee is although, pathetic. Plus, it was a hot day. Although, having said that, this fella that speaks first, yeah. uh, he looks like he's just come off the golf course. He he's looks... got a white white roll neck top and then a, a yellow V-neck jumper and green slacks. It's a bit David Coleman and <laughs> also a little bit Alan Partridge. Yeah. But there's something about him with his strange hair doing <clears throat> the look on his face. I, I don't know, there's alarm bells ringing about this guy. Yeah, he's on his own as well, isn't he? Well, he's there on his own. He's not got his wife or kids with him. He's there. He's a single man in the front row mm-hmm. in a weird V-neck golfing jumper and, and polar neck combo, right? And he's shouting to anyone who'll fucking listen. Mm-hmm. Here they come. I can see the coach. Fucking Lampard. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is this cart to? Roy's like this. Uh, kids, uh... Come Kids, over, move here. over here a bit, right? Just Penny. No, no, it's fine. Just go, shift them over here. Penny, stand in front of that fucking Cre- weird bloke. Create a barrier. I'm not standing <laughs> near him. <laughs> no, thank you. And Penny, then to Roy's, fucking... just next to Roy, to Roy's left, is mm. uh, looks like Lewis Collins from The Professionals. Yeah. He's there as well. Well, Lewis Collins probably did. T- he was probably invited, wasn't I he? He'd been at the I wedding, mean, wouldn't he? Yeah. You're talking about, in 1981, Lewis Collins was pretty much the biggest star in Britain. Yeah, I mean, like uh, Charles has got. Have you, have you, uh, Diana? Have you finished uh, assembling your your guest list for the wedding? Yes, I'd like Lewis Collins from the Professionals to be there, please. I'd like him to give me away. <laughs> yes, right, what is the Professionals? Oh, you must know Charles. Friday night, nine Charles, o'clock. How can you ITV? not know? Everyone watches it. Oh, do we want? I believe there's two of them. No, we don't want Martin Shaw. He's a bit serious. <laughs> I heard he's a prick. <laughs> Lewis Collins is the sexy one. Uh, very well. <laughs> Did I mention, I don't know if I mentioned on the pod or just when we were talking the other week, I was watching The Professionals yeah. one afternoon on ITV4 and they were they were do, ready to do a surveillance <laughs> thing in some woods, which could have ended in some chasing and some violence. And uh, what was Lewis? Lewis Collins was Bordy, wasn't he? Yeah. And Bordy was complaining to Doyle because Doyle hadn't brought any cans. <laughs> and they're at work they're on yeah, surveillance yeah. you're really CI fucking guns about to foil some kind of assassination attempt so they were going to be what? sitting in the woods for a few hours waiting for the assassins to come along and Bordy wanted to just get pissed up while they did it what about that story Brilliant. my cousin told me about a professional's fan convention yeah. and he came and smashed through up. a sugar glass window and then pulled a gun out and shouted <laughs> there's terrorists Everyone get down on the floor. (laughs) Oh, man, what a character. I wonder if he's got a book we could deep dive. He might have, actually, yeah. Dead as well, isn't he? While we're talking. He's all dead as well. Yeah, I told you that I'd um, I'd Googled... uh, I'd I'd downloaded James Garner's book, The Garner Files, after the marvellous story of him and... um, Him and... uh, What do you call him? Glenn A. Larson. Glenn A. Larson. And I went straight to the index. I thought, I'm not reading this from the beginning. Fuck that. Mm. I'm going to get straight into the Larson bit. Larson's not in the fucking index. So that Shit. story that you found, I think, on Wikipedia, it, <laughs> it's not to say it's not a true story, but it's it, unfortunately it's not from the book. Mm. 
I mean, there are good bits in the book. That's Wikipedia for you. Yeah. There are good bits in the book, but it's Glen A. Larson that we really want. The best stuff's on Wikipedia. Yeah. So, um, so there we are. Um, so they're at the royal wedding. What's the kids called? There's Roy Junior, and what's the, what's the the girl one called? Um, Is she Penny Junior. No. Melissa. No. No. Really? No. I don't know. Anyway, don't she know. says we haven't given the girl one a name yet. <laughs> still thinking we about s- it. We still can't decide. Uh, she says, "Lift me a bit higher, Dad." So he does. He lifts her up, and then the Queen goes past, and. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think it's the Queen, isn't it? Well, no, it's not. I think it's Diana. Because someone's oh, saying yeah, good luck to the pair doesn't of them. She look lovely. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, and then then from the carriage, someone goes, oh, look, there's Roy Race. Oh, he's, he's dishy. She's that's already... Gotta be, it's got to yeah, be Diana. That's got to be. He wouldn't know who Roy Race is. He wouldn't know. He, don't, he doesn't watch football, the mad cunt. Right, she <clears> and she... Roy was right up her street. She's already got a fucking roving eye. Because, mm. you know... She liked sportsmen, didn't she? Don't yeah. forget old Will Carlin. That's true. That's true. Sneaking in and out of Kensington Palace, right? And she's she's only she's fresh from the nuptials. Like mm. only twenty minutes beforehand, she was being given away by Lewis Collins, right? Mm. In front of the former, presumably Archbishop of Canterbury, gave mm. him away. It's usually him, isn't it? Um, so and she's in a heightened state. She's, she's already going. Oh look. There's Roy Race. Isn't he dishy? This is the best day of my life. Roy's like, yeah, that's right. It is me. Thanks for the fucking invite. <laughs> stood, stood here like a fucking civilian. It's embarrassing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so someone in the crowd says, good luck to the pair of them, I say. Yeah, they um, fucking need it. <laughs> so he's come all that way to stand and watch, and then he's just stood there going, yeah, good luck to them. I hope they don't become. I hope they both don't spend years embroiled in public adultery before one of them <laughs> before one of them dies in a tunnel in highly suspicious circumstances. <laughs> that would be awful. <clears throat> That's and the Roy, last thing we want to happen. And Roy thinks. And good luck to Roy Race. This may be a great day for the nation, but I have a hunch it's the calm before the storm for me and the Rovers. Oh God, he's got a hunch. Shit. <clears throat> So there we are. That's the end of that one. Uh, it says, find out what happens to our worried hero next week. Um, marks out of 10, Sam. Let's see. I'm giving it an 8, I think. Uh, I think I'm going to give it a 9 because it's got the Royal Wedding cover, which is mm. a classic cover. I suppose there's that as well, yeah. And it's got the confrontation with uh, Elton Blake, which is really quite dramatic. So I think mm. it's quite a, a standout episode in a way. I'm going okay. to give it a nine. Fair yeah. enough. Well, that's that then. Um, and we'll be back According next week. According to with... my searches, Lewis Collins, weirdly, <clears throat> does not have an autobiography. If you type Lewis Collins' book, it comes up with quite a lot of SAS books. Right. Um, there's a Martin Shaw biography, which yeah, I think... Yeah, of course there is. Uh, but that's not an autobiography. That's a biography by someone called Stafford Hildred and Tim Eubank. Right. In which he probably slags off Louis, Lewis Collins because they weren't really friends, were they? No. Oh, well, that's a shame. Um, never mind, we could maybe oh, write one. Here's one you might like, though, because there's on the Lewis Collins fan site, which is lewiscollins.info, mm. there is um, a bibliography page, which is any book that involves Lewis Collins at all. So, mm. obviously, Martin Shaw's book's on there. Uh, there's a load of different books, but there is one 
Patrick Mower, My Story by Patrick Ooh, Mower. That'd be good. That would be good, wouldn't it? That would be good. Because yeah. he was very much of that same sort of. Um, yeah, you never know, though, do you? Group you never generation. Know. Great theatrical <clears throat> stories. Try these things out first. There's um, quite a few books just about the professionals. And okay. there is a German book, because it was big in Germany. And that book is called Die Profis. <laughs> Die Profis, which is what the show is called out there. So we could deep dive one of those. We're on the lookout for a deep dive, for some yeah. deep dive ideas. Uh, so send them to us if you have any. But that's, yeah. that's, that's added to the list. That's the end of this one. And we've just ended up reading out lists of books. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. We'll be back with another one very soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Just rest. Bye.